This podcast is brought to you by Stella Artois. When you're planning to enjoy everything Houston has to offer, especially all the great restaurants in our city, start with Estella. Whether you're going to eat with friends or solo, start with Estella. Stella Artois. Enjoy responsibly. Welcome to What's Eric Eating, Culture Map's bi-weekly look at all things Houston bars and restaurants. I'm your host, Culture Map food editor Eric Sandler. This is the Tuesday show where we talk about some news that's been going on in the world of restaurants, along with a quick discussion about a restaurant we tried recently. To do that, I am joined by my co-host this week. She is an expert on food, wine, and good times. We follow her on Instagram at Swanky Maven. Felice Sloan, welcome back to the show. How are you? Hey, 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 hey. I am doing wonderful, loving the weather, hating the allergies, but you know, hey, you got to <laughs> deal, right? I'll take the weather and keep the allergies. That's right. I'll, tra- I'll trade the weather for the allergies. You can always, you can always take a pill correct. for the allergies. Correct, correct. All right. Well, I'm glad you're here. Let us dive right into the news of the week. Topic number one, La Grilla, the staple Italian restaurant in River Oaks announced that it is moving. In fact, it it closed its original location on West Gray this past weekend, and it will reopen very soon in the Harlow District next to Katami on West Dallas. Felice, I, I think the, the takeaway here, you know, LaGroya has been a, a staple in that River Shopping Center since the yep. early 90s. And it's it's has this reputation for being kind of a, a CNBC spot, you know, I know that it's it's very popular for whatever reason with local politicians, especially at lunch. If you go there, you can see city council members, judges, you know, you might see a, you know, a, a Harris County commissioner, that kind of thing. And and of course, you know, it's it has that it has that really crazy Halloween party every year that people go to and know about. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is this has been a, a River Oak staple for a really long time. So I I ask you, I mean, what do you think? I mean, it's it's only a mile. It's it's literally a mile east. But is it still going to have the same cachet in a new location? I mean, let's, you know, it'll be an end of an era. So let's just say that, right? Um, with that being said, the last time I went was probably, and it was for lunch. I met Lily. Lily was still on the air. So we know how long ago that was. Okay. So um yeah, I, I hope it has a little extra flair. I, I hope it's for me it's with um bisque. You know, it's it's there, but it's just not it needs to freshen up, right? Like, um, so I hope they have more than the same flair. I hope it gives us a little bit more. That that's what I'm hoping for. Well, I'm glad that you said that because the it it's almost like the the Landry's people. You know, this is this is it was bought 20 years ago by by Landry's uh, from its founder Tony Valone. So this is you know this is Tillman Fertitta and and a guy named Brandon Bush. He was there for the Valone years and is still like part of the Landry's corporate structure. Uh, is very much involved with the Groya, and they recruited this guy Mark Ladner to mm-hmm. be the consultant on the new menu. 
and and this is a very accomplished guy. I mean, he's a James Beard Award winner. He ran Del Posto, like a very famous uh, Italian restaurant in in New York, for its founders Mario Batali and Joe Bastianich. And look, I know, you know, obviously Mario Mario Batali had a a whole host of problems and bad behavior, and 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 he's kind of out of he's completely out of the restaurant business as far as I'm aware. But but there was a time when Del Posto he was, was one of the guy. very he was that guy, and Del Posto was. was one of the very best restaurants in New York. I mean, it held, it held it held two Michelin stars when Mark Ladner was the executive chef. So, and and he was known for his hundred layer lasagna and and all this other crazy stuff. So, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know what Mark Ladner is doing these days. I don't know how he's sort of available to consult for of all things Lagroya in Houston, but. Uh, I'm I'm excited to to go and see this new space and try this new menu just because he's so accomplished. It's like, okay, this is like, right. you know, in a world where, you know, you have to compete against all of these new Italian restaurants. I mean, Zanti in Houston, and, honey, and, yes. Right. You're right. Zanti your and Ostia and, you know, right. everything else uh, that's in that area. It's like, okay, so so they're they're not messing around. I mean, that's a real... You know, that couldn't have been a, a cheap uh, hire, even as a consultant. And it's got to be, it shows a real commitment to freshening things up, I think. I mean, I think it's good. All I mean, Again, all the things that you've said, right? But again, here's my hope. People outside of Houston coming to Houston and um, they do their thing. And like, here's who I am. This is what we do well. We've gone to restaurants that have done that and they don't, like you know kind of check out what's going on here so i hope that with all these other italian restaurants have popped up and some that have been around maybe you know do your thing because not taking anything from him right yeah he is all the things you just said but maybe just say okay well how can i add this do i need to add it with a twist or put a little put a little Houston stank on it. You know? Right. Um that's what I that that's what I would say. Like keep it what you know, keep it to whatever you're going to do with the menu, but just kind of like add that oomph that we want that we would want to go there. It's like, hey, this is what they're doing. This is great and gives it true new life. Right. I got to say, there are some things that I kind of hope they keep. Right. Like if if they if they change that bread basket with what I call the pizza bread, you know, the little thin strips with the, the yeah. cheese and the tomato sauce. Right. That's that's like a very essential component of the LaGroy experience for me. Mm-hmm. That has to stay. And then the other thing that that really has to stay for me is the dessert cart. Right. That's like such a I know it's such an old school that thing. That is and it's, right. They it's just, such a, yeah, it's such a pain in the that. ass to wheel that thing around the dining room. I know. But you got to keep it. You got to have yeah. like if if they just hand me a dessert menu and I can't see the desserts, like if I can't see that strawberry cassata cake <laughs> rolling through the dining room, it's not going to feel like Lagrillion to me. So I, right. I hope that there's some some respect for tradition, some balance. Right. Because, you know, I don't. I mean, I don't know about you, but this is like, this was, this was a very important restaurant for my family. Like, I, I don't know how many memories you have of eating there, but 
for for my family, it was it was my father's favorite restaurant. And and I say that, you know, we don't we don't talk about my family very often. It doesn't come up that often here on the show. But when he passed away, I mentioned La Grilla in his obituary. That's how that's how much people wow. knew that about him. You know, every business dinner, his his birthday party, we did a big surprise birthday party for him when he turned 65. That was at La Grilla. It it was just like on a Friday night for for whatever reason, like he would he would pop in La Grilla. And and I have this very clear memory of, you know, the, he spent a lot of money there. And I have this very clear memory of going there one night and they either they didn't take reservations or we didn't have a reservation because we didn't know we mm-hmm. were going. And we walked up to the host stand and they looked at him and they're like, it it may be like 45 minutes or an hour. And then Brandon, who's now this Landers executive, but was the general manager at the time, saw us and said, meet me on the other side of the bar. And they literally put a table in from the patio, like like straight out of that wow. moment, in, that scene in Goodfellas, wow. and plunked us down in a corner. And he was like, "I got you." And that was I love that, that. You know, I love that. Yeah, great so, story. So, so it means a lot. So for you, the nostalgia, the memories. Yeah, I get right. it. Yeah. So even though even though I haven't eaten there in a few years, you know, even though it's it's certainly not in my rotation, it's not the kind of restaurant we usually talk about on the show. I care what happens to Lagroya, right? I am sure. I am invested in this new location, and and I'm sure that you know mom and I will go there pretty soon to check it out and and see Brandon and try the new menu and and hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully meet Mark Ladner, right? Hopefully, like as a consultant, awesome. he's there for the first few weeks because I because I really you know this, I went there before my senior prop, you know, like we were we were 15 obnoxious private school students <laughs> at a big long table spending our parents' money. Before heavy, on the, so, uh, heavy on the obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I mean, I have no idea. I have no, no idea. Yeah, a bunch of a bunch of spoiled eighteen-year-olds. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we tip well. I can't, I can't promise. I'm or hopefully, sure what's did. what's more likely is that our parents like sent some money ahead, and we're like, look, I don't know, I don't know how these kids are going to do, but hopefully, like, here's a little extra for for putting up with them. You know, hopefully, uh, something like that happened. But. Yeah, uh, thank you. Thanks for sharing that story. That's awesome <laughs> because you never do. So thanks for sharing that. That's awesome. Well, right. So, so I'm in, so anyways, a, a long way to say that I'm very invested in, in this and I, and I, I want it to be good. You know, I want, I want LaGroya to be not just a society CNBC spot, but I want it to be relevant on the food scene again in a way that it just hasn't probably in 20 right. years. So I, I aspire to that. I, I want that for that restaurant. I want it for their staff. And and so I'm excited about this. I I I hope that this new location brings uh, new life and new relevance. Cheers to that! If we had whiskey, we would throw it back for him. Cheers to that! <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's move on to topic number two: Relish Restaurant and Bar. One of my one of my personal favorite casual comfort food spots in River Oaks is opening a second location in Town and Country Village. Felice, let me let me just ask you. I mean, I'm so excited, and I just can't hide it. Remember, I brought it back the other night, so yes. that's my new thing. Going 90s when I well, get super 80s, excited. Well, that's 80s, right? I'm, that's pointer system. Is that You're 80s? going way back. Yeah, it is 80s. You know, again, COVID years throws things off for me. 80s, yes. So I'm super excited. West Houston is ready. Bring it on. I love relish. I'm very happy. I think this is I think this is so smart. 
I think they're going to do well. Very, very smart. Need it. It's needed. And not that I'm like an expert on every restaurant kind of in that town and country city center memorial area, but I can't think of a, I mean, maybe the union kitchen on, on memorial kind of comes to mind, but like, I can't think of very many restaurants that kind of do what they do. Right. Like it's, it's there's not, there's not it's, very many it's salads and sandwiches at lunch. It's the kind of casual entrees, you know, like just a, a nicely cooked piece of salmon, a steak, a burger. They have a great fried chicken sandwich. They're going to kind of zhuzh up the raw bar a little bit. Like they've always had, they've always had oysters, but they're going to, they're going to kind of expand on that a little bit. You know, they have great cocktails. It's all pretty affordable. Yeah. Uh, you know, I talked about this last week, you know, the, the hundred dollar dinner for two, you can do that at relish pretty comfortably, even right. with, even with a bottle of wine or a couple of cocktails. Like it's not, it's not crazy. And it's, it's, it's very approachable. Like you can, you can go in there and have a nice salad for lunch or a burger. You can go there and have brunch. I mean, again, like, you know, I was, I was trying to organize brunch with a group of people a few months ago and I was kind of throwing out these like, oh man, I see Blue Dorn has tables. Like, oh, we could go, we could do the buffet at Hugo's. We could do this. We could do mm -hmm. that. And, and one of the people in the text thread was like, I just want something normal. And I said, right. <laughs> I said, I understand what you mean. And I made an immediate reservation at Relish for the group. Right. And it was right. And, and we got there and she looked around and she's like, she looked at the menu and she's like, yes, this is what I, this is right. I want pancakes. I want eggs Benedict. I want right. Correct. whatever. I want simple. I want, I want simple. I want classic. That is what Relish does. Right. And, and very I well. Think, and they do it very well. Right. Very, it's like, and, yes. And a, it's and a very classic. consistently. Yes. Right. Right. It's classic. To say simple, because I never want to say simple, but it is simple, but it's, it's more classic. It's the stuff that, like she says, I just want, I don't want it to be complicated, right? I just want normal. So that's a good way. I just want normal food. Right. I just want classic American food. But right. but the thing about that stuff is you can't really hide, right? The execution has to right. be, has right. to be precise or it's not because you have, because that's one of those foods where it's like you have very clear expectations of what that food is supposed to taste like. And so if they mess it up, you're going to know immediately. immediately. <laughs> right. Right. And right. and it's to and it's to Relish's credit. I mean, you know, that that they they never do like they never mess it up. It's always consistently good. So, you know, that's that's like one of those kind of sneaky. Michael Former and I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago about. Should this be in the top 100? Should that be in the top 100? I promise you, if I did a list of the top 100 restaurants in Houston, Relish is on there somewhere. Just because it's such a reliable staple, it's so consistent. Right. Consistent, uh, right? Yeah, that's that's a that's it for me. And I and I think I think you're right. I think our friends in Memorial are going to absolutely love this. They're going to pack it out. Yep. Now it's not going to open until you know summer fall of of 24. So you got a little bit of time to wait, but. But I, I think I think people are going to be really it's so needed. Yeah, I was like, oh, finally. Right. Because you always are wanting that thing. Like, why didn't someone. So I guess they're like, hey, we West Houston Memorial area. Very smart. Absolutely. All right. And then topic number three, the original NIFA has announced that they have made a number of new hires, including uh, Chef David Luna, who comes to them from Good Company. Uh, Patty Delgado is going to be the new executive chef of their uptown location. And Robert Del Grande 
the James Beard Award winner and founder of Houston's legendary Cafe Annie, is coming on as what they're calling like a mentor to kind of oversee this moment of transition to kind of work with uh, Chef Alex Padilla, who's their their corporate chef, the executive chef of the the original location on Navigation, as they sort of integrate this new team together. I mean, Felice, this is Neenfiz is the original Neenfiz is a restaurant that you and I both know very well. Yeah, uh, I've been eating there since I was you know I've been eating there for thirty years in round numbers. It celebrated its fiftieth anniversary this year. I know I know you've been there many times. We've eaten there together, right? So what do you think? I mean, what do you think about Robert Del Grande, the one of the fathers of Southwestern cuisine, stepping in as like a culinary mentor at, at Ninfa's? I'm confused. Like, I love Robert. Like, I'm just, I'm like, this is so, I can't even talk. I remember telling you the other day, I, I'm so confused, but not in a bad way. It's kind of like, what are they cooking up, right? Like, what's going on what 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 is the thought process is he gonna change the, are they changing the menu like wh- what are they doing I just want to know I, I think it's great um and as you said mentor makes me think mentor you know mentor consultant I don't know future proofing things right um well, you know I I asked you know our our friend Rachel Austin is the the publicist who represents Neenfish, she has for a long mm-hmm. time. Right. And Rachel sends me this press release and I said, what? Like, why now? <laughs> like, are they going right. to, are they going to open a bunch of new locations? You know, tell me, explain this to me. And so she, so she sort of went back to Neil Morgan, who is the owner of Legacy Restaurants. That's the company that owns, they own Ninfas and they own Antos. Right. And, and the explanation was, you know, Neil, uh, who, who we've both met, several times and, and think very highly yeah. of is getting older. I mean, he's, you know, not to be telling tales out of school or anything, but the man's in his eighties. Right. And he probably does not want to be involved in the day-to-day running of these restaurants for much longer. Uh, and he needs to think about the future of legacy restaurants of, of Nifas especially. And so this is, this is Neil kind of building a team around Alex for that time, whenever whenever it is that, that Neil is no longer involved day to day, and and if that leads to makes sense, makes sense, right, Love sense. right. Yeah. Now maybe that will lead to more Ninfas, right? I, I I mean, like if I'm if I'm Neil, right? I'm looking around at like Good Company Kitchen and Cantina, which is a startup brand that's only been around for what like three or four years, and they already have three locations, right? Woodlands Memorial and the Heights. And you're still at two Ninfas, not the franchise locations, right? Those don't count. I'm talking about the original Ninfas that Alex Padilla is, is directly responsible for. You know, I look at every El Tiempo, I look at every Papacitos, and I think like there's no better Tex-Mex brand in the city of Houston than than the original Ninfas. And, and I got to think like, you know, we should start thinking about Katie, Sugarland, the Woodlands, whatever. And and growing this thing, but they they didn't they haven't had the the team really to do that, and so, you know, you you bring in David Luna who who helped Good Company develop Kitchen and Cantina, who helped Good Company develop Fish Camp, who who helped oversee uh, the renovation and the reboot at Armadillo Palace, 
you know, working, working right alongside Levi Good on all of that. You know, you bring in Patty Delgado, who's, who's worked at a number of restaurants, most recently at Vibrant, um, who's a very talented cook and a very organized chef. And you say, all right, you know, these are the tools, you know, let's, let's get everything running like a Swiss watch and then let's figure out what's next. And, and, you know, they tried that Ninfa's tacos and tortas thing, the fast casual thing before the pandemic that got, that got, you know, it didn't, it didn't work out right. The timing wasn't right, but could they do something like that? Could they be looking to do more Ninfa's? I think there's a lot of possibilities for that brand just because it's so iconic. And, and now you have some of the corporate structure in place to do that. Right. That makes sense. Totally makes sense. I'm just, again, I'm still like, huh? I'm just ready. I have my popcorn kind of. I'm like, okay, what's next? Um, The expansion thing, I would like them to, you know, a lot of times you, you, you name good company. They've done this expansion and all the locations, you know, they're still relatively new, right? They haven't dialed it in. So I want, when people expand, I want them to be, don't expand so fast that you can't dial in the the new restaurant so it's firing like the other ones, right? Like it's consistent. So um, I'm cool with them having two locations. I don't have a problem going one or the other, right? Like coming into the city, when I go to the original one, I just, it always, I feel away, kind of. Um, so I, I think it's cool. I think there's a little bit, yeah, I, I'm, they don't have to put one in West Houston if they're not ready. I want them to be all the way ready to expand. Right. I think this is about making sure everything is optimized. And then yeah. you can talk about expansion. And, you know, and and I don't think it's a coincidence, right? Roberto Grande, we know him for Cafe Annie, but he also founded Cafe Express. So he's got some experience with with yeah. fast casual. He's got some experience growing businesses. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that they're, I'm not saying there's leases signed. I'm not saying they're looking for new locations. I'm not saying any of that, but I am saying that if they wanted to do that, they have the people in place to make that happen. And, you know, again, not that Robert is like an expert in, in Tex-Mex, but they don't need, they don't need recipes. You know, the recipes right. that they have are great, right? The, the food at Ninfas is, is still very good. It's, right. it's the, it's the attitude, it's the mindset, it's the organization, it's it's making sure that the the procedures are in place so that everyone everyone is on the same page. And and that that stuff is is something that Robert understands. And and I will say, you know, just having interacted with him over the years, like he is one of the smartest, like he's got this kind of Zen Buddha thing going on. I think, you know, you can go back in, in the archives of this podcast, uh, because he's been on a couple of times and just listen to him talk. He just has this like very calming presence. He does. He does. And, and he's he's great yeah. to talk to. And so I could just see him being in in meetings with them or or in the kitchen tasting tasting food or or whatever. And just like, yeah, guys, like, you know, you know, this is great, but what if we did this thing or what if we tweak this or you know, what you know, and then and then everything just gets a little better. And that's that Robert Del Grande. As you would say, he he's gonna put his stank on it. Uh, right. I call him, you know what I call him walking. You're talking about how calm he is. Yeah, I call him, I'm like, he's walking chill, right? 
Because yeah. he's just chill. Like, he's just cool without trying to be, right? It's, he has that, that swag. So I know he's, the, well, he may not be the same way in the kitchen, but somewhat, you know, like carrying that in and making part of his success. So I'm excited for him. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they come up with. I, you know, this is just a good, this is a good excuse to go back to either Ninfa's location and just sort of check in and see how they're doing. All right, Felice, I'm going to say that does it for the news of the week. We'll be right back with our restaurant of the week. Stick around. Felice, for our restaurant of the week, I want to talk to you about Clark's Oyster Bar. This is the newly opened seafood restaurant on the corner of West Alabama and Montrose. It comes to us from Austin's McGuire Mormon Lambert Hospitality, one of the one of the biggest and most successful restaurant groups in Austin. Uh, Felice, I have I have some some thoughts about this, but but let me throw it to you. I mean, when we had dinner there, you mentioned you've been to the Austin location. A few times and and we're excited about the Houston one. So 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 let me just ask you, like what were your like what did you think of your experiences at Clark's in Austin and, and kind of what were you coming into the Houston location? Like what were you expecting? So I remember us talking about like, you know, Clark's has come in, Littles has come in. So I definitely didn't expect them to come in. Um, guns are blazing, right? I mean, everybody thinks they're coming in guns are blazing, but they're really not coming in guns are blazing. So I didn't expect them to come in. I remember saying something like, oh, there'll be one thing, Littles will be another, and yeah, we won't even have to decide the price point. I remember saying all those things because, yes, whenever I go to Austin, I've gone there in the daytime, never really, and for happy hour, I've never had dinner. Um, had that whole vibe. So going having dinner and having the experience that we had the other night there, a little different. It was more a scene, right? Like for it to be new, it was a scene. But definitely, I would say it still had, with it being a scene, it still had that fun kind of um, upscale casual, right? It wasn't stuffy. It was very like, light um but it was bougie and spendy right like yeah don't I get mean, it twisted don't get it twisted where when i say it's casual vibey but it just didn't feel like you know um you have to try too hard right but yeah you're you're gonna come you're gonna pay you're gonna pay yeah no we'll well oh no we'll we'll talk we will talk price here in a minute but but let me just say i you know, I agree with you. Casual, it it feels like a seafood restaurant, right? It's It's got white walls. It's got that big fish tank. You know, not that there's like, you know, taxidermy fish on the walls or like, you know, rope from boats or portals or anything like that. But but it it does have that. Brighter, lighter, airier. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whatever you want to say. It It's it's very, it's, it's. Yeah, it's coastal, it's beachy, it's relaxing, it's fun. Uh I think it it kind of works on it works on all of those levels. So, 
I, and the other thing that sort of occurred to me as we were we were in there is if you if I didn't know that that had been uh, a car repair shop, I don't think I would have recognized it as such. I mean, it's a pretty dramatic transformation. Oh, definitely. You saying that's like, oh yeah, you don't even get those vibes. You get even like walking in, right? Like you're walking in, they set the mood with the tables out front with the lighting. You're just like, oh, okay, yeah, it's 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 fun. I loved it. I loved it. And I think about in Austin, you kind of get that as well, but definitely a different way, right? It's completely different. It's so Houston. It was, I was laughing. I go, this is so Houston, right? This is all the things we love. It was cold that evening, but, you know, the heaters were blasting, sitting on the patio, having dinner, eating, drink. Like, it's all the things that we love. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, this is so Houston. Yeah. It's and, so we, Houston. you know, we were there, you know, our reservation was until eight o'clock on a Wednesday night and they were still bustling. You know, it, it, it yeah. had not. You know, by the time we left nine thirty ten, whatever it had slowed down a little bit. But w- when we got there, they were you know, patio had a whole bunch of people on it. The dining room was full. The bar was full. You know, they were rocking and rolling. So there, there is a, yep. an excitement about this place, uh, yep. based on its reputation in Austin, based on its location, and and so you know, I I'm sort of sort of intrigued by all of that, right? Like I, you know, I had not been to the Austin location. I'm I'm not, you know, I'm not well versed in 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 MML restaurants, but I know that they're very well thought of. So talk to me about the food. Like we got oysters, we got steak tartare. I had a bowl of clam chowder. You had a, a lobster roll. I got a, a linguine with clams. Then we had, we had dessert. So what were your favorite things that we ate that night? <laughs> the West coast oysters on the half shell definitely um, had me wanting more because, you know, they're West Coast oysters, as you pointed out. Where can you get those in Houston, right? Like, well, um, so and I, we should say there are there are regulations in place that prohibit the sale of West Coast oysters. That's why you don't see them at restaurants around town. And I don't know. I I, I asked a manager, I'm like, how are you doing this? And they said something about, well, we don't we don't cultivate, so we're not in violation of the law, and we buy them from the same suppliers that give us our East Coast oysters. So I look. I don't know. I don't if, if it I because I feel like if it were that simple, then like a whole bunch of other restaurants that serve a lot of oysters, like like Blue Dorm would figure it out, or mm-hmm. uh Littles or State of Grace or some some of these mm-hmm. places would also be serving West Coast oysters. So I I didn't I didn't fully understand the explanation. Uh but you know, more power to them for doing it because those those uh those oysters from Washington State were absolutely delicious. They were delicious. So that um, the steak tartare, listen, and you know, a lot of restaurants have steak tartare, right? And a lot of them do it well. I'm not taking anything from anybody because we love a good steak tartare, Eric, right? We do. Um, when, when our waiter, Jordan, which is excellent, by the way, if you go ask for him, he's amazing. He'll add to your experience. Um, when Jordan said... I don't eat, I don't eat beef and I love the steak tartare. I was like, wait, what? You don't eat beef. So, cause we know it's wrong. What? I'm like, sir, if you, if you don't eat beef and you're talking about how good the steak tartare is, 
I'm, we need to get it just based on that, that alone. And it was, oh, oh, so good. It was just, mm, mm, mm. it was a party in our mouths. It was very good. I love that. And your dish, <laughs> your dish definitely, I think you said, was one of the dishes of the night. I'm not going to steal that from you, but your dish um, was good. What else did I think was just excellent? Um, oh, we have to comment on the crab cake because we've been doing this crab cake thing, right? So, um, and then we'll, I'll let you say yours and then I'll rank it. Um, but the crab cake, thumbs up. Thumbs up on the crab cake. That's what I'll say. Yeah, I mean, just to sort of build on what you said, my linguine with clams, you know, I, I definitely have like a mental idea about what I want that dish <laughs> to taste like from every time I've gotten it at an Italian restaurant, Navy Blue does a great version that they they hit it with some uni to like really up that that brininess, you know, because that's what you that's what you want it to taste like. You want it to sort of it you want it to be fresh and briny and taste of the sea. And you know, whatever they're doing, whatever, whatever clam juice they're adding into that, into the pasta water or or the cooked pasta, however they're doing it, it, it came with a lot of clams, like uh, at least a dozen. Uh, in that little bowl, uh, the pasta was properly cooked and it was, it was just, you know, they were, they were plump and and briny and, and everything just sort of came together. And, you know, it's one of the better uh, linguine with clams that I've had. I, I agree with yeah. you about the steak tartare. I'm not even sure, you know, that I could point to like the one thing about it, but it, it, it was, it was the right texture. It was seasoned yeah. well. You know, it had that big egg that just added some richness some creaminess when you mixed it in, you know, it came with these like thin, like very crispy shoestring fries. Like it, it just, uh, they added a little texture. So just everything, like every component of that steak tartare had been, it, it was a thoughtful, it was a thoughtful component. It, it all kind of came together. It came you know, together, as we say, right. As we say, the whole was, was better than the sum of its parts. So, uh, you know, I, I thought that was very impressive. And the crab cake again, like we we don't want a lot of breading, right? We just we just want it to be sort of crab that's sort of held together, uh, and we're not even really sure like what you know what the textural component is that holds it together with it with a nice uh, crispy sear on the outside, and and they did all of those things. So you know it's it's an impressive crab cake. Now could I quibble? I I mean I can and I will, right? I thought the <laughs> I thought I thought your lobster roll had mm -hmm. too much mayonnaise in it. You know, yep. like, cause I, you know, when I go to the East coast and get a lobster roll, you know, I really just want it to just, I just want it to have like just enough, like just enough mayo to hold the whole thing together. Right. It should yep. basically, it should be, cause otherwise like the, the, the zing of the, of the mayo, like covers up the sweetness of the lobster, which is not right. what you want. And that's so, what happened. Yeah. And, and, and two, and when I said something, Jordan offered to bring a whole new one, but we had so much food. Um, it was fine. I had, you know, I had had taken a couple bites, so I didn't definitely want to do that. But um, he agreed with us, right? Um, because I could taste every bite. I could taste mayo, and I'm like, I shouldn't be tasting the mayo first, then the lobster. So, um, but I've had that before, and I just think that was like that. Someone just got a little excited, but um, if that had to, if that, if I had to rate our experience. That I wouldn't even, and again, that was um what 
I think it was forty something yeah, dollars. It's a forty dollar live draw, so it's really got to be a forty dollar. Right, yeah, you know, I wasn't bad got, though. I wasn't right. bad because everything else was so good. That's how good everything. Well, else and, was. and then just the other thing was, I, I the <laughs> clam chowder. I wanted more clam in the clam chowder, right? Like I, you know, again, this is like one of those East Coast things. You know, I have, I have a definite expectation for what that dish is supposed to taste like, and it, it was not. You know, I don't. I don't think I'd get that again, unless unless they told me, "Oh no, we doubled the amount of clams in the clam chowder," and I'd be like, "All right, give me give, let me let me see what it's like this time." But other than that, no, probably that was the only thing that really really missed for me. Yeah, but I do have this kind of like, uh, you know, I have this kind of show me attitude, right? With all of these, anytime a restaurant comes in from out of town, it's like, oh, you know, this is this is the best seafood restaurant in Austin. Like this is this is Austin's best oyster bar, whatever it is. Like. You know, you spent all this money to to turn this auto repair shop into a restaurant. All right, let's see. And, and you know, and I I was sort of I was skeptical, but you know, as okay. Let as me we... stop. Skeptical. Eric wanted to hate it. He didn't say it, but I know Eric. And then when he said it, yeah, I kind of wanted to hate it. Did you kind of did? Like you know me. <laughs> you know me. I like an enemy. Right. Like I like to, I like, you I like something to, I like something to fight against, you know, maybe, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where that comes from. Maybe You're it's a tourist thing. Like I don't know. That. You're just twisting like that. Uh, you know, yeah, I like, you know, um, but as soon as we bit into the steak tartare, I'm like, oh, this is really good. And then the, and then the pasta shows up and it's, it's like, oh man, this is like the best linguine with clams I've had in a while. It's like, right. it's like, it's like, oh man. It was, I, damn he was I like, wanted, Damn it. I, I wanted to hate this restaurant. And it's because, because the other, the other thing that kind of has my hackles up is that it's a lot of money to eat there. You know, we, it we've is. talked about, we've talked about this dinner. You and I, we, we each had a cocktail and we each had a shot of bourbon because we, we ran into a mutual friend who, who told us something that sort of surprised us. And so we, we decided to to do a shot. Uh, and I'm not going to say, I'm not going to get into the details, but, but we just, we, we decided after hearing this piece of news from this mutual friend of ours that we needed a shot of bourbon to kind of take the edge off. So, so, right. you know, so, all right. So, so two drinks each, half a dozen oysters, uh, my chowder, crab cake, lobster roll, pasta, dessert was 275, Double $275 yeah. before the tip. Yep. And and I will say, it like you said, it's a casual restaurant, right? It 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 just it you you sort of look at this environment and you look at the prices on the menu, and and you don't you don't think to yourself, oh my god, this is one hundred and fifty dollars per person dinner, and that's mm-hmm. we didn't even get into like the the bigger like grilled fish entrees or the caviar service or or a lot of the other stuff that you could have got or a bottle of wine, you know, there's a ton of stuff you could have gotten into that. You know that three hundred dollar dinner for two could have been a four or five hundred dollar dinner for two Easy. if we really Easy. wanted to to be bougie about it. And and I will and we just say even, like let's and Eric also say we weren't trying to be budget conscious. We were just getting what we wanted, right? Like, yeah, yeah. We weren't. We were I mean, just we ordering what we wanted. We weren't trying to go crazy, right? We weren't trying to be like radically over the top with the meal, but we also. We wanted to try some things to get a sense of the place because when we do these segments, we like to give people a feel for what it's like to eat there. So, you know, we wanted to order enough to be able to give people an honest assessment of the food. So maybe we ordered a little more than like, you know, 
would normal people get two entrees and split a crab cake on top of oysters? Like probably not, but you know, this is, this is how we do. And, and I will say I had dinner for two at Little's Oyster Bar uh, a week before, and it was also $275 before the tip. But that environment is so much more luxurious, right? It, it just, it's got that Art Deco look. It's dimly lit. It just feels like such a, it feels like such a special occasion that my brain is like better prepared to spend that kind of money <laughs> right. littles and, and sort of confused by how much money we spend at Clark's. And I don't even think that Clark's is a bad value necessarily because I enjoyed what we had, but it is, it is a lot of money. And, and so I, you know, like it, you're not getting a deal, right? It's, it's, it's the same price as going to Little's Oyster Bar or Navy Blue in a more casual environment. And whether that, for some people, I think that's going to suit their temperament, right? That they, they're going to, they're going to appreciate how casual it is and they won't mind spending the money. For me, it's just a little bit incongruous. And if I'm going to spend that kind of money, I might like to do it in a, in a slightly more elevated environment. So I'm for the people listening, casual, not casual. Are you giving me a good product? Does the product fit the price point that you're charging, right? And it's a beautiful environment. Just again, you can be a little bit more casual, right? So if you take, now all three have been open. We've gone to all three. So price point, not shouldn't be an issue because they're all playing at the same level. They're going to make your pockets hurt the same way if they were going to make your pockets hurt or not, right? So go look at each menu and decide like, okay, this is this what I'm kind of feeling or do what we did and go to all three, pick your favorites and decide when you go to each. That's what I would say, do. I think you should go to all three of them and then, you know, Eric likes the enemy. Make an enemy out of Eric. Challenge him. Right. Come back and talk your shit to him. But not me. Because y'all gonna roll with me. Talk your shit to Eric. That's all. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> all right. So, you know, when I was we were discussing which restaurant we you and I were gonna visit for your next episode, you said we've been on the seafood thing because we did Navy Blue and we did Littles and we did Balboa Surf Club the last time you were on the show. Mm-hmm. And now we've done Clark's. And so we like we like all four of these restaurants. We do. We like them for different reasons and for different occasions. So let me just ask you, which of them do you think you'll go back to first? Like if I if I gave you, I said, Felice, I'm paying. You pick one of these four restaurants, whatever you want. Oh, that's like, that's like, I like, that's okay. Okay, you know, that's a good scenario because, you know, I like to spend your money. So let's see where you, where am I going, Eric? Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. I am probably going to go to, ooh, Navy Blue. Yeah, I, I think that's, I think me too. Yeah, Navy Blue, yeah. And and here's why, for me at least, and you can you can follow up, but but I think, it's got a slightly bigger menu, right? There's a little bit more, like, I like the slightly bigger raw program that they have going on. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. Littles has that too, but but I like I like the diversity of their raw program. I like, I like some of the, there's like some of those signature dishes. Like I said, their linguine with clams is really good. 
you know, those clams casino with the the baked ones with the bacon and and those entrees, those those fish entrees, that that swordfish au poivre, uh, that blackened snapper, and 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 honestly, just the desserts are just out of this world. Like all of those desserts are fantastic. So it's it's all the like the little things and just how pretty that room is and how attentive the staff is. And and so I know that if I'm celebrating a special occasion or I'm on a date and I want to impress the the woman I'm with, like I know that they will take care of me at a very fundamental level. And and look, like I get I get great service at I got I got fantastic service at Little's uh last week. They, you know, their their sommelier Omar is like one of the one of my favorite my my he's new favorite amazing. front of house people. He is he's he's, he's terrific. so good. Um and and Balboa has been great and and very welcoming, but but it's just all those little extra touches at 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 Navy Blue and 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 so it's not it's not that I think it's it's not that I think it's a better restaurant necessarily like, but it's just it's it's where I feel the most comfortable, and so yes for me, right it it would be Navy Blue, then Littles, then Balboa, and then Clark's. But I bet you if if Mary Clarkson was doing this with us, she would have them in a completely different order. And, oh, and I, I suspect so that and I suspect you have them in a different order. Yep. So all right. So 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 finish it. So what is your order? And then we'll we'll wrap this up. So navy blue, um, navy blue, littles, Clarks, and then Bubba. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's my order. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, like if what if I but if I was really craving that king crab hand roll, I would go right, to then I'm I would go to correct. Balboa. And if I really correct. wanted, if I wanted, oh, but it's a beautiful day and I want to sit on the patio and and knock down and knock down those West Coast oysters, you know, Clark's in a heartbeat. <laughs> right, uh, right. But if I wanted that caviar service at, at Littles, right? That nobody nobody so, does nobody oh, does it's that so caviar. Good. Like, right. So I would, good. you know, you know, with a with a great bottle of champagne from that wine list, like hundred percent right. I'd go to I'd go to Littles. So you know they all have their different strengths and and I'm I'm excited that they're all here that's what I was going to say that's what makes me smile what makes me smile a conversation this is an ongoing conversation with us seafood that we have choices that you can list them and say which order would you put them in it is a good thing that we have choices and they're good choices there's not one loser on the list to be clear, they are all top level, top tier, turning out amazing dishes, amazing service. Yeah, uh, you know, I think I think that's I think that says it all. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that does it for the restaurant of the week, Felice. Thank you very much. Thank you, Eric. All right, that does it for today's show. Thanks to Felice Sloan. Thank you for listening. Join me on Thursday when my guest will be. Danny Kamkagi from Mostly Chocolate.